the award-winning Your Financial Editor program on 930 WFMD. News from the worlds of business and finance with your financial editor, Chris Murray. Welcome to another edition of the Your Financial Editor program right here on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And, of course, uh, you can go to or download the app. Uh, It's a free app. Uh, at the App Store. And also the program is available as a podcast. Just go to I, um, Apple Podcast and you can download uh, any of our shows. We have a good one planned for you today. Obviously a lot going on in the geopolitical space this week. Uh, we have some top stories, some economic data, some Federal Reserve information. And then joining me in just a little bit is going to be uh, Miss Bethany uh, Mandel. Uh, she is the editor of a book series Heroes of Liberty. And we all know that uh, in, in many as- aspects, uh, children are under um, uh, under attack, really, these days, being forced into uh, wearing masks when there's really no science behind it, uh, falling behind when it comes to education, and also those, um, those uh, terrible narratives that are being or trying to be pushed through, like CRT, BLM, um, Antifa, you know, all of those things that uh, many people want to expose uh, our children too. And of course, they're the next generation. That's obvious, right? And we're always just one generation away from losing our freedom. So uh, now, probably more than ever, the importance of how our children are taught and um, what's instilled in them uh, when they're away from home is extremely important. So I think you parents and grandparents out there, aunts and uncles, godparents who uh, love uh, the children in your life, We'll find this very, uh, very interesting in how uh, Bethany, uh, like many others, you know, I had Dr. Ben Carson on a few months ago. He's on this type of uh, crusade as well with K through 12 curriculum to try to help um, get the junk out of schools and uh, make sure that our children know what uh, is true, what's really important, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, by the way. Um, and um, and to prepare them for the best life possible. So that's uh, coming up in just a little bit. Um, it's a rough week because, obviously, uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, um, you know, that stuff, it's uh, similar to going to the Middle East, you know. It's almost biblical, uh, the, um, the conflicts there. Uh, Vladimir Putin, um, who is a killer, uh, he's very, uh, very, very cruel, um, obviously, it's uh, it's well known and factual that he has uh, assassinated um, his adversaries and political opponents over the years. Um, he's not really one to to hide that. And um, he is, uh, you know, he's made comments over the years. I know when I studied him a little bit a little bit back some time ago that um, it broke his heart when uh, the Soviet Union fell, and it was the worst day in the history of the world in, uh, in his mind when that happened. And he's been trying to build back uh, the, the Soviet Union uh, to where it was um, prior to the last 30 years. Um, and uh, this is just part of it. And, uh, you know, we obviously are in, involved in this, uh, not so much from a military standpoint, as uh, this is really being seen as uh, an energy or a, 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 an addition, I should say, to our energy crisis. 
and uh, how because our energy independence was taken away by the current administration, we're relying on Russia on a daily basis for uh, a tremendous amount of oil, just like we are uh, with other countries uh, who, who who really hate us, uh, don't want to see us succeed going forward, want to overtake us, you name it, you can fill in the blank. So uh, the energy issue is really what the problem uh, is for the average American citizen these days. So we've got all this going on. And, of course, uh, to just give us another poke in the eye, OPEC Plus, who, of course, has been under pressure by consumers to increase production of crude oil because of the surging prices and the uh, fears over the possible supply disruptions because of what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. Um, And like I said, Russia is a huge energy player, not just with us now on a daily basis, but especially in Europe. Um, You know, they basically are are OPEC plus uh, the cartel is uh, telling us to go pound sand. So you've got uh, Biden who's groveling to OPEC asking them to, uh, to to produce more oil and um, taking away the full ability for us here in the United States to produce our own. And not only produce our own, but sell it. The people that are so good at what they do here with extracting energy, you know, that's capitalist out there doing that. If they want to export some of the energy, fine. You know, I mean, that's that's great. That's a great opportunity for them. But uh, again, OPEC uh, agreed the other day to keep moderate rises in oil production because they were uncertain about how things were going to play out in uh, in the future. So the Saudi energy minister, Prince bin Salman, uh, basically told an industry conference in uh, Riyadh that the uh, virus and the recovery efforts have taught them a, uh, a value of caution. Um, so, again, basically what they're saying is we're not going to honor your request um, from the, the, the current administration here in America. Uh, just deal with those high prices. And, of course, that's what people are dealing with at the gas pump, heating energy costs. Um, when you look at uh, whatever the energy may be, uh, natural gas, propane, um, you name it. And uh, it's really causing some serious, serious problems. Uh, I mean, we've been in this mess for a year now. And um, I saw a poll the other day, which I'm not a big believer in polls, um, unless you can really dissect it and know who's being polled and what the questions are and um, things of that nature. But I did see that there was a poll released and it showed that 24% of the people polled had to forego something in their lives of importance because of the inflation that we're dealing with right now. So that could be medicine, that could be food, that could be uh, travel, um, you you name it. But that's uh, 24%. That's a serious uh, amount of people, and it's just going to get worse. So um, pe- a lot of people, especially with common sense and, um, and American pride, uh, don't understand why, uh, fully understand why the administration wants to take away all of our energy exploration and development opportunities other than they're trying to push through um, a lot of things in the name of weather 
and they, they're alarmists, they scare people, and really it's just payoff for uh, their fellow cronies and business sectors and to increase their uh, level of control and power. All this, why an ethics watchdog group is calling for an investigation into Biden's energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, for improperly reporting stock transactions. So uh, there was a complaint made by the Foundation of Accountability and Civic Trust called for the inspector general to immediately investigate Granholm for potentially violating federal conflict of interest and transparency laws because she improperly reported $250,000 in stock transactions. So uh, Granholm made nine stock transactions between April 30th and October 26th of uh, 2021, but she did not publicly disclose these transactions until uh, the middle of December, weeks and months past the 30-day deadline required by federal law, according to the complaint. Um, she doesn't really care. You know, she, um, she her investment transactions included shares of the bio, uh, biopharmaceutical firm uh, uh, Gilead Sciences and um, Uber, real estate company Redfin. And uh, she just basically said that uh, or she didn't have to say it. You know, she's just so uh, she's so stuck up and so in your face for. Uh, people not in her circle, that um, she just does what she wants. Of course, the Energy Department didn't have any um, immediate response to that when it happened. And this is on top of last year. She failed to divest millions of dollars from an electric car company. Boy, that's convenient. You're the um, Energy Secretary, and you're investing in um, electric cars, and you're controlling the policy at the same time. These people are so corrupt and want obviously to hurt America so badly that um, it's just it's it's hard to get your arms around it but um, so we've got that going on uh, and and you know again people are saying that's a serious serious conflict of interest uh, she should resign she should definitely be uh, investigated and we'll just have to wait and see how that happens or you know how that all plays out. Um, something else that people are dealing with when we're talking about inflation, and I saw information on this, rents have just exploded across the entire country. So that has caused people to dig into their savings. Um, they're falling behind on payments. They obviously risk eviction because of uh, the inflation uh, in that area, in that space, in the 50 largest U.S. metro areas, median rent rose an astounding 19.3 percent from December 2020 to December 2021. Uh, that was an analysis. It was done by Realtor.com that I had reviewed. And look, this isn't fancy uh, flats and studio apartments and all that. This is apartments with two or fewer bedrooms. So, as always, it depends where you are. If you're down in Miami, your rent basically is up 50% from the previous year. But in other areas, it's the same story. And it doesn't take a 50% rate increase to devastate someone when it comes to their housing costs, especially for poor people, fixed income, single moms out there. Literally, this can be, um, you know, that game changer where, again— 
not only are you paying more for energy, for food, but you look at rent, and if that's going to impact you, you're making some really, really tough decisions. So um, this is serious, what we see going on here, um, and, and it needs to be watched uh, very, very closely. Just for fun, I, I wanted to, uh, to let you know, in case you hadn't seen it this week, that Elon Musk and uh, Elizabeth Warren are back at it, going after each other. Elizabeth Warren, who just wants to try to stay re- uh, relevant, I think, and make sure that she gets out there every now and then, uh, she jumped back into the circle with Elon Musk saying that, um, you know, he doesn't pay taxes and um, he should be ashamed of himself. And uh, Musk... You know, he did pay no federal income taxes in 2018. He reportedly lives off of loans that he takes from Tesla shares that he owns through stock options. So it's no big surprise if that's actually what he's doing, that it's a loan, not an income stream. Um, You're not going to see that show up on income tax forms. But, you know, he got back at uh, Elizabeth Warren in a nice way. He said, "Ah, you know, next time I'm in D.C., I'll uh, visit the IRS just to say hi since I paid the most taxes ever in history for an individual last year. Um, So apparently he said that he's going to pay over $11 billion, um, a number that is in line with Bloomberg News reporting that I saw um, for 2021. So it's it's funny. I mean, I, again, I can go all day without talking uh, or listening to, I should say, you know, anything from Elon Musk and definitely Elizabeth Warren. But you listen to Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and the others who make money by, you know, uh, buying extra houses, having multiple houses and real estate holdings. And, of course, by selling books and speaking engagements, et cetera. And it's okay for them to do that. Just like Bernie said in the interview, if you want to make five million dollars, write your own dang book. Right. Got a little testy (laughs) because that whole socialism thing was called into uh, to question when he was acting as a capitalist and writing a book and getting every penny he possibly could uh, uh, get. The other hypocrisy with these guys, and you don't hear about it until it's election time, is that they don't give to charity unless, again, they're forced into it because of an election year. So you look at their past, and uh, you know they, if they give anything, it's, it's pennies. Um, so they're not charitable people to try to help those that they claim they want to help. They want to use your money for that. They want to use taxpayer money and act like, you know, they're the, uh, the perfect citizen and perfect government, uh, elected representative. Um, so they're, they're very, very hypocritical. They hate it when you talk about that. And often, like I said, if you look, excuse me, um, the year before, they're going into uh, running for re-election or original uh, campaign uh, work. That's when they, they'll, they'll make some contributions to make themselves look good because they know they're going to get called out on it. So it's just embarrassing, like I said. Um, but uh, that's the way they are. And in just a little bit, we're going to be talking with my guest, uh, Miss Bethany uh, Mandel, and uh, talk about the importance of what's in school these days, what our children are being and grandchildren are being taught, um, and more importantly, what they're not being taught, the true history of uh, the United States, not this made-up stuff that, uh, that they're coming up with, like the 1916 Project, which was based on essays. And the, the author even said it wasn't based on research and reality. And yet the, uh, the, the 
um, school unions and teachers unions, you know, they all embrace it and act like it is uh, it is something. Uh, the reason it's so important, as you know, and the reason we talk about things like this on the Your Financial Editor program is because we love our kids and our grandkids and our nieces and nephews, um, and we want what's best for them, and we want to protect them and make sure that uh, they have every opportunity possible um, as they grow up and go through life. So we're going to be talking with Bethany um, in just a little bit. And then um, before that, we have some economic data that I'll be getting uh, getting into. And then I'm grabbing our latest white paper. I wanted to let you know it's brand new. It's on the website at murrayfinancialgroup.com. Will the Biden presidency influence stock markets? A look at parties, politics, and potential returns. Uh, very, very timely because of what's going on with this administration and also the uh, geopolitics, if you will. So all that is at murrayfinancialgroup.com. That's a complimentary uh, download for you. Just click uh, the button that says download, and it goes right to your email. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. Making hometown radio great again. That is a great idea. It's a great tradition. 930 WFMD. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And uh, you can get the program uh, on your smart device, free download. Uh, just download the app uh, from the App Store. Also, uh, your financial editor is available at uh, Apple Podcast. So you can re-listen or uh, share the podcast if you'd like. When we look at economic data this week, we saw retail sales um, actually uh, did better than what we uh, were looking for. Um, so they came in at 3.8% from the prior month in January. Uh, you know, that's a retail sales. This is a big report because it's a measure of how much consumers spent on a basket of goods ranging from cars to food to gasoline to flowers, you, you know, you name it. Um, so it was better than expected. And uh, that was welcome news because December wasn't uh, a good report. So that was a nice rebound there. Home prices, you know, we got a lagging report uh, this week from the S&P Case-Shiller Home Price Index. I'll tell you, when you look at the 20-city price index uh, for this year over year in December, 18.6% um, year over year gain. So that was up from the previous month. Um, this is the highest calendar year increase in 34 years of data, according to the managing director uh, of the report when I was reviewing it. So uh, Phoenix recorded the highest rate of home price growth in the country in December, 32.5% year-over-year um, increase. And then you look at other cities like Tampa, Miami that were way up there as well. So um, that was good news. Not so good when we saw new home sales. They retreated in January. So there was a big flurry of 
really of purchases at the end of 2021. So a little bit of a breather in uh, in, in January to get things going. Single family home prices, uh, or excuse me, purchases were down four and a half percent. So that's something that's going to be watched. But you know what else I saw in that report? Uh, the median sales price of a new home rose 13.4% year over year to an average of $423,300. So people are still, you know, paying big bucks when they do um, uh, do that transaction and finalize it. As far as the Federal Reserve, uh, what we saw this week, the Fed's ready to, to raise uh, interest rates. We, we, we know that. Um, the other thing hopefully they're ready to do is shrink the almost $9 trillion balance sheet that they have. So we've got $30 trillion in our na- as far as national debt, and then you throw on $9 trillion of debt at the Federal Reserve on their books. So, it, you know, they're, they're really, really far behind. Um, a lot of people are extremely frustrated with the Federal Reserve as it's very easy to, uh, to become frustrated with the Federal Reserve because of what they do and don't do and, and say and don't say and the way they act uh, sometimes. It just doesn't make any sense in the world. But again, they're on, uh, on uh, kind of the path now going forward that they're going to be raising interest rates. That first meeting is a couple weeks away, uh, March 15th and 16th. That's a two-day meeting. The big question is, do they go a quarter percent? Do they do a half of a, of a percent at the uh, March meeting? Um, you know, I think it's kind of a moot point. We just know that they need to get busy and raise rates because inflation uh, has uh, just totally um, – It's inflation is, is rampant, right? I, I mean, I've been saying for months and months and months now that the inflation horse has been out of the barn. So now they're talking about, you know, shutting the door, i.e. raising interest rates. It just it's uh, it's extremely frustrating. Now, we did see this week or, you know, one thing I, I, I picked up on was comments from the Federal Reserve Bank president out of Cleveland, Loretta Mester. And she was saying that uh, the way things are unfolding in uh, Ukraine between them and Russia um, it may come into play with some of their um, decisions at that March two-day meeting. And she does hold a vote. So she's just not kind of talking and then not participating. She'll actually be following up her comments with a vote. Um, But as I said at the beginning of the program, as far as us, the real big deal with uh, Russia, Ukraine is energy prices and additional costs. I mean, we had gas. It was already up 40 percent before this all happened and before we saw oil spike. So um, that the politicians out there and and the spinsters telling people um, that the reason we have inflation is uh, it now all of a sudden is because of uh, of Russia Ukraine. They're just liars, you know. They need to they need to get their hearts right. They need to uh, confess that they're just liars. Um, you know, the other thing that like Pelosi said because there's so many jobs now. Um, that's why we have inflation. That's just a lie. I, and I guess she knows that. Maybe she doesn't. I mean, her and Biden and others say things sometimes or read them um, in Biden's case, and they really don't know. They're just literally reading or, uh, you know, doing bullet points, and there's no truth to it. I mean, if you think about it, we had record employment before the virus came, and inflation was below 2%. So for somebody to come out and say that now that we have those jobs, 
not all of them, but some of those jobs added back, that it causes inflation. It's just, it's idiotic. It, it just makes no sense in the world. And, you know, for the people that aren't well-read and care about what's really going on, they're falling for that stuff. And it's really a shame. So hopefully the listeners of this program, uh, which I have no doubt, uh, don't fall for that. And they understand um, really what's going on and the poor policy, no leadership, which, you know, we got used to during Obama, right? I mean, for those two terms, we talked about that all the time. No leadership, no policies, no experience. You know, now you've got somebody that's probably sleeping in in the morning and only worried about their poached egg um, as opposed to all of the things that are impacting our country and our uh, American citizens in a negative way, whether it's the border, drugs, or, you know, inflation, you name it. Um, Our latest takeaway, actually, at murrayfinancialgroup.com, our white paper is, Will the Biden presidency influence stock markets? A look at parties, politics, and potential returns. Um, All of that right there at murrayfinancialgroup.com. And um, you just click on the the button, and it's a a complimentary download to your email. So um, we just put that up there for you. Hope you enjoy it. We're back to talk with Bethany Mandel um, and about how our kids are being influenced and what her and other uh, great patriots really are doing to fix it. It's your financial editor with Chris Murray on 930 WFMD. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. You can also get it as a podcast. Go to Apple Podcast. And, of course, make sure you download the free WFMD app. Uh, Just go to the App Store and uh, put it right on your smart device. As I was mentioning um, right before the break, really uh, uh, excited about our conversation today. You know, on this program, if you've been listening for the last 24 years, uh, we really like to mix things up. And even though it's a finance program uh, at its base, we uh, bring er everything and anything that we can think of into the mix that might have an impact um, as far as how beneficial our economy and our our finances and our family life can be going forward. My guest this morning, Miss Bethany Mandel, um, actually is the editor of um, what's known as Heroes of Liberty. And uh, they're doing really, really good stuff, especially for our children, grandchildren, nieces and nephews, our godchildren, all them that we love and care about. Um, to make sure that they understand the truth about this country and um, to uh, give them the best opportunity possible going forward. Good morning, Bethany. How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So I guess, Bethany, uh, first, thanks for taking the time to be with us. I appreciate it. I know you're very busy. Um, Give our listeners a little bit of your background. So you're writing these books for uh, younger children, and it's extremely important. 
did you, uh, growing up in uh, this kind of age bracket, did you have a positive or negative uh, experience or impact that kind of led to this? Really, so I'm I'm a mom of five, and so I we I homeschool my children, and, and we have a very literature uh, heavy focus in our curriculum. And I noticed, you know, there's not really books that are produced after 1980 or so, which is before I was born, that reflect our values and that are are honestly well written or um, well argued and and well illustrated. Uh, the problem in the children's book industry now is. Um, there's an agenda. There's a political agenda, and so as a result, the the art suffers. Both the you know the artistic, but more than that, just the sort of the literary art. Um, and they're promoting values that don't align with ours. And so we kind of thought, you know, there's this major hole in the market. Um, there there are so many parents like me who want books about people like Ronald Reagan and Thomas Sowell and. Uh, Margaret Thatcher and Winston Churchill and John Wayne, and, and they just don't exist. And so we decided to start our own company and do it ourselves. Yeah, and it, that's such an important thing because those names you just mentioned are actually uh, so many people out there are trying to demonize uh, mm -hmm. the person, their background, what they accomplished. So uh, for the true stories to be written, um, I think, is more important than ever and uh, that's what you're doing. Have people been receptive to that? Incredibly. We've sold tens of thousands of books. We only just started selling books in November, and we've already sold tens of thousands of books. And there's there's a lot of excitement about what we're doing because people you, people didn't realize that this was something that they wanted until they saw it. <laughs> and now they're like, oh, wow, this is incredible. I want to buy these books for my kids and my grandkids. And um, and there's um, there's not anything really like it on the market right now. Yeah, and also, I guess, uh, not, I mean, I always look for silver linings, and the virus, you know, unfortunately came and wreaked havoc on uh, souls by taking some people, making them sick, of course, and then businesses and families and overdoses and suicides and all that terrible stuff. But one of the things that could be characterized as a silver lining was with the shutdowns, uh, parents, grandparents, um, yep. and other folks realized what was being taught in schools. They had no idea. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And and there, there's two facets to that. There's the ideological garbage that they're being taught. But, you know, for every minute that you're spending on DEI, uh, you're not spending on math. You're not spending on literacy. And so kids are being indoctrinated with garbage, but they're also just not being educated. And so when we were writing these books, we, you know, thought that they should be challenging. They they they're not they're not drivel. They're not um, they're not like sort of the average children's books nowadays that are, are written several grades below level. They they are truly really captivating stories that use complex language and complex sentence structure and um, and challenge kids sort of on the ideas. I mean that's that's also really missing from the education system is, is challenging kids and giving them uh, some red meat to chew on. And instead, they're just kind of given junk all day long um, when they're not being fed ideological poison. Yeah, exactly. And uh, by the way, the DEI is, uh, I'm assuming, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yes. Okay, yeah, I just want our listeners to know what that, <laughs> yes. what that meant. Yeah. So um, 
uh, again, um, this is something that you're doing kind of uh, a direct sale, you know, to parents, grandparents, mm-hmm. godparents, yep. et cetera. Do you think that or do you have any aspirations that this is something that can start to enter curriculum at? You said you're a homeschooler, so there's yep. an opportunity there, but also in private schools. So we're definitely trying. So I know that we we had some wonderful parents who decided to just take the initiative. Um, they're they're in I think Missouri, and they decided to buy our books and give them to their their classical Christian school. And so we know we're in those libraries there because they put them in those libraries. Um, but um, but yeah, we absolutely would love to to partner with libraries and curriculums and everything. We we only just started about three months ago, and so um, we're sort of riding high on the hype but there's still so much more there yeah absolutely and um and and it's not just you that have uh, picked up this torch and uh and and ran with it it's others i know we had dr ben carson on a couple months ago and i know he has he's very committed to k through 12 um, information and education uh, that can be used for children out there so it's it's so refreshing to know that um, people like you and others are really committed to filling this void uh, and really all the non-truth that's out there. Um, and it's, it's nice to know how, uh, how well it's being received. So how many books yeah. have you done so far? So we have five that have gone to press. Um, so we run a subscription business also. So in addition to selling books individually, we also have about several thousand subscribers now i don't remember the number but oh in the several thousands um so we released one book a month and so we started in november we like we launched with ronald reagan thomas Sowell, and amy Coney barrett and then in february we released uh john wayne and in march we are coming up with alexander hamilton and uh, i just saw those those books for the first time today actually because they are they're literally hot off the presses Okay, that's great news and something to look forward to. And by the way, folks, uh, to learn more about this conversation, you can go to heroesofliberty.com. Really easy to uh, navigate website with all the information that we're talking about and a whole lot more. Uh, Again, if you are interested, uh, thinking about uh, buying uh, these types of books for your children or grandchildren or godchildren, nieces, nephews, whatever it may be. So um, are you getting any pushback, I guess, is the next question, because you're doing such a great thing, but um, it really is rocking the boat with the CRT, BLM, Antifa, you know, all that movement that we've seen the last couple years. Yeah, so um, leading up to Christmas, uh, Facebook actually shut down our ads account and, and our access to our pages. And as a result, you know, in a couple of days right up to Christmas, we were unable to advertise on Facebook, which was a, a huge blow. And thankfully, um, Fox Business broke this story and uh, the sort of this, what is one of the first news cycles of the new year. And, um, and the, the pressure uh, both in the media and also from members of Congress on Facebook led them to uh, led them to unlock our account. But. You know, we're a children's book publisher publishing wholesome books about Ronald Reagan. And um, the fact that uh, somebody in Facebook decided that that was objectionable enough to shut us down really said something. Oh, We were lucky that we were able to cause a stink, but um, it was it was just that it was luck. Yeah, and and it's such a shame. I mean, it just goes to show their weakness because they really aren't about, uh, you know, free speech and and, uh, and, and equal time as far as getting your viewpoints out there. It's it's totally one-sided. And, again, 
I think the the parents uh, and of course Loudoun County is grounds Virginia is ground zero, um, but so yeah, many other absolutely. parents um, have gotten involved and it's such a wonderful sight to see. Um, and and then of course with you and others with the products that you're making available to people, it's it's a big help. When we come back, we'll uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll ask uh, Bethany uh, to kind of give us a, a, an example. Say maybe Thomas Sowell. Um, not a lot of people know that name, perhaps, but um, the sooner in life you learn it and the sooner you understand his story, I guarantee you the better off you're going to be and your children and grandchildren as well. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And uh, also you can get it as a podcast. Just go to um, Apple Podcasts and and you can listen to it there or share it. Again, if you have uh, family, friends, people you love and care about that you think would benefit from this conversation, uh, just uh, they can go to WFMD.com, the audio uh, vault, or they can go to Apple Podcasts and listen to it that way. Wrapping up our conversation with our guest this morning, Miss Bethany Mandel. Uh, she is the editor of uh, Heroes of Liberty. Uh, it's just a phenomenal organization. Uh, go to heroesofliberty.com, and you can learn more about uh, the difference they're making for uh, all those young people that we love so much and want the best for. Um, again, that's heroesofliberty.com. So, Bethany, just give us uh, kind of the cliff notes on uh, Thomas Sowell, uh, because if people don't know about him, I really, I, I would love for them to be exposed the first time that it would come from this program. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that this is like this catnip for your listeners. Uh, he's an incredible economist, an incredible thinker and philosopher, and uh, he has an incredible origin story, and that's the origin story that we tell in our children's book about him. Uh, he grew up in abject poverty. Uh, you really, I mean, he, he was a black American in Jim Crow America, and he worked his way up. And as he worked his way up, he was um, sort of given opportunities to be, um, to be given jobs and positions and whatnot that, that were not necessarily merit-based. And he turned them down. He said, no, I, I don't want that job because I'm black. I want that job because I'm, I'm the best person for it. And so he would, he, you know, turned down positions. And, um, and that ended up being a net positive for him. He really he worked his way up uh, in, in his schooling and in his career. And it made him a, a, sharper, uh, art, a sharper thinker and a sharper arguer. And, um, and that's sort of the story that we tell in our children's book because we, we want to sort of push back against um, that narrative with children that, you know, anyone black is a victim and, and they, they need a special hand up. And, and the Thomas Sowell story is, is a perfect example of you don't need that. And it's actually harmful to do that um, when people earn things of, of their own merit. Um, everyone is better for it. Society is better, and, and that individual is also better for it. And so 
Um, he he grew up. <laughs> our story is about you know his childhood and and his young adult life, but he grew up to be one of the most incredible thinkers and columnists of um, of a generation, if not the best. Um, he's the author of countless books and columns, and um, he's just if if anyone listening to you now <laughs> likes your program, they will love Thomas Sowell. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, I, I could uh, read and listen to uh, him every day for half the day yeah. for sure. I mean, he's unbelievable. And I think, again, it's important to tell that story for our children out there is yep. that uh, it's not victimhood. And, you know, it's also they should see the frustration for a lot of people who really do embrace equality um, that people like uh, Thomas Sowell and, and Ben Carson and others are cast out among, mm -hmm. uh, you know, many of their peers because they don't toe that line and uh, they're yep. proud people. Yeah, amen. So, and then, um, you know, you also did, uh, you know, you have Margaret Thatcher. What a wonderful yep. example of a lady uh, for, you know, young uh, girls. And, of course, boys, too, to respect uh, yeah. what a lady can accomplish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're we're excited. She's coming up next. She's coming out in April, and we're really, really excited about one. Um, the you know we have a we have a book about Amy Coney Barrett right now that um, really sort of uh, profiles her professional accomplishments alongside her motherhood, and um, and Margaret Thatcher was just like the next really strong, incredible woman that we wanted um, our children reading it to to become familiar with because I, you don't get better than the Iron Lady. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the question is, do you run out of characters? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, we've got Winston Churchill, Douglas MacArthur. We're, we're hoping to do a uh, founding fathers series. We're hoping to do a found, founder, um, uh, founding fathers and also a heroes of war series. Uh, I mean, thank God we've been blessed with so many characters uh, in our culture uh, who exemplify, who are not perfect human beings but who exemplifies so much of what we want our children to sort of take home with them um, that I, I don't think that we'll ever run out. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. I mean, I, I agree with you. We, we have been blessed, and uh, nobody's perfect. You know, if that were the case, we'd be in heaven, not on earth. So, but, yep. you know, to admit that and to see how uh, these characters uh, dealt with whatever problems they may have had or, um, you know, if, if they made some mistakes, how they rebounded from that is also extremely uh, strong and important yep. for children to learn because uh, we know how hard it is out there for them these days. Yep. Yep. So um, exactly. with, with you homeschooling, um, how does that work? I know people are always interested in that uh, with uh, social interaction and say sports and and uh, and other hobbies and interests. Um, are you able to find enough to fill uh, those areas for your children? So uh, we have so much that we have to cut back every year. We we have to sort of figure out what is our priority. Um, my kids play soccer. My daughter does dance. Both my kids do. So my both. I'm talking about sort of my school age children because I have five, but only two of them are homeschool or are technically homeschool age right now. Um, they do pottery. They do art class. Uh, my daughter does uh, a dance class, and they all, all of my kids do a soccer program. Um, and next year, they're going to do a one-day-a-week, one six-hour uh, intensive nature program that's, like, all about survival skills. So, you know, 10, 10, 10 o'clock in the morning to 3 o'clock in the afternoon, one day a week on, like, Tuesdays or something. So there's, there's so many social opportunities out there that it's actually hard to, 
it's hard to find time to actually sit down and read to them and, and do school. Yeah, I'm sure. Now, what, what do you think the best resource is for that type of uh, thing? If there are parents who are homeschooling or considering it even more so, um, are there a lot of resources to help you and you find it easy? Mm-hmm. Like you say, could you have to cut back? Yeah, no, there, I mean, again, there's so many homeschool resources out there that it's, it's hard to narrow them down. Um, our personal philosophy that we follow is, uh, is based on a, a woman from uh, 18th century, 19th, sort of 19th century England named Charlotte Mason. Um, and there's a lot of different Charlotte Mason uh, curriculums that are based on her, um, on her philosophy and then on her writing. Um, we, there's Ambleside online. Uh, there's Charlotte Mason, simply Charlotte Mason. Uh, there's a gentle feast, which is what we use. Um, and then people sort of cobble things together with different resources. The Charlotte Mason plenary is another one, but there's, there's actually homeschool conventions that people go to because <laughs> there's so many different curriculum options. Um, it's again, it's, it's a wealth of resources that, uh, the, the biggest problem is it's overwhelming, not that there's not enough to choose from. Yeah, and that's such a good problem to have. It all that supports yeah. out there for uh, people that want to, uh, you know, to, to 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 make that decision. And I just think that's great. And I appreciate you sharing it. And also, folks, like I said, you can go to heroesofliberty.com. Great website, um, easy to uh, to navigate. Um, you may have already heard uh, my guest Bethany Mandel. Um, on or, or seen her on TV or read about some of the stuff that uh, that's been uh, put out there on her. So, uh, Bethany, thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm glad that I stumbled upon uh, the one article a couple weeks ago uh, that you were highlighted in uh, because this is so important for um, you know our our children and our country and our family structure going forward. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You enjoy the rest of the weekend, and uh, that does it for us. Great talking to uh, Bethany Mandel. And again, folks, you can go to heroesofliberty.com and um, and, and, and get a but It's such good information. By the way, there's also uh, on the homepage, I'm looking at it right now, some of her interviews with Megyn Kelly and other people on TV. But we're talking about such great role models, John Wayne, Ronald Reagan, Thomas Sowell, Amy Coney Barrett, Alexander Hamilton, Margaret Thatcher, the Iron Lady. I mean, and then there's so much more to come, as Bethany was saying. It's just a a great thing, whether you're homeschooling or not, you know, just to spend time reading these types of books uh, with your children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, godchildren, whoever it may be so that we can best prepare them uh, to continue uh, to, to do what's right in this country and, um, and, and improve it, because it needs some serious improvement right now. Um, I think a lot of people would uh, agree to that. Like I said, I'm not a big person on polls, but when you, <laughs> when you do look at all of the polls pretty much that are out there, they're all saying the same thing, and that's disappointment, um, discouragement, you know, obviously, no leadership. Uh, it's just tough out there for a lot of people. I think this is, if you're going to buy gifts or spend some money and invest in uh, our youth, this is a great way to do it. Uh, just want to remind you, go to murrayfinancialgroup.com, the latest white paper we have. Will the Biden presidency influence stock markets? A look at parties, politics, and potential returns. Uh, there's a lot of concern out there. Uh, you know, we uh, bump into people, obviously, 
who and new folks come into the office who are very, very worried about these things when it comes to their money and their retirement and uh, their wealth. So uh, go to murrayfinancialgroup.com, click that complimentary uh, white paper will come to your uh, right to your email and uh, let us know if we can help. Uh, that's why we're here. And enjoy um, the rest of the weekend. I'll talk with you on the Morning News Express with Bob Miller and Ryan Hedrick, 550, 650, 750. Those are live conversations with those guys, which I always enjoy. And then we'll be back here uh, next Saturday for another edition of the Your Financial Editor program. This is Chris Murray wishing you and your family financial success. What if the armies of the Lord picked up and dusted off their swords, vowed to set the captive free and not let Satan have one more? What if the church for heaven's sake finally stepped up to Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. News Radio 930. WFMD Frederick. A connoisseur media radio station. 7 o'clock.